Welcome back guys to 11 o'clock with Yuvan and Jihan where we talk about life, death and everything in between. Yeah, so uh, we are finally back in our room and we actually have a live audience yeah. here with us. Uh, so if you remember from episode 8, uh, our friend Kavi is here in the room with us and uh, she's just uh, playing the role of a passive audience. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we will include our commentary audience laugh like the big bang theory <laughs> yeah you can totally pick it up <laughs> um also this is a light uh, light update you and I are testing out recording this podcast using our phones alone using the microphones of our phones and nothing else yeah i don't know we i mean we just wanted to try something out in case for the sake that of convenience um but looking forward and to please to get back to us on what do you think the audio sounds like and all. Yeah. do you think this is better than our previous podcast episodes because that'll be one hell of a bummer because it means we never needed the yeah. the applicant the, the tools of yeah. the microphones in the first place but anyway getting into the episode um today you and I wanted to uh check up on ourselves to check in on ourselves yeah with regards to uh, the covid-19 pandemic yeah so one thing that i think both our parents kept suggesting to us on the podcast is that we should um update ourselves and also the audiences about what's been going on with us especially amid the pandemic because i think an experience like this as horrible as it is is also something that um is not common you know it's we live in an age where we are able to document all of these things and store it up in the internet to blast forever so if ever there comes a generation who's never been through a pandemic <laughs> to find out what it was like well here you go <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a a digital history book yeah it's like and frank's diary and frank okay uh, <laughs> i mean <laughs> going uh, getting back on track uh, <laughs> uh yeah it's it's great that you know we get to like for example 50 years from now uh, god forbid if we actually survive up to that point yeah uh, god forbid <laughs> if we yeah <laughs> If we get to go back and listen to all the things that we are saying now, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how far we have come. What was it like to be in the mindset of a person going through a pandemic, even if it means it's not directly um, affected by it. We are still in some way affected by it. Yeah, it's affected our lives where you know we can't go out a lot. It, uh, it, it was a point where we couldn't go out at all, and you and I resorted to making podcast episodes. for that reason exactly the whole the whole podcast initially started off as a thing to keep us occupied during the pandemic when we were all stuck in our rooms <laughs> <laughs> but here we are and um i think first things first how's things with you ji things with me not bad i am moving forward you know it's been a while it's been a few months since uh, the, the lockdown started and uh, we are slowly getting a little bit more freedom in terms of going out and being able to hang out with you guys with a certain amount of restrictions and uh, it it also means that i have the freedom to you know let out some steam to get a breath of fresh air yeah. and it's been great uh, a lot of changes are happening for me uh, personally that i'm moving to a new place now in uh, kl so uh, any of my listeners from kl hit me up and we'll hang out my <laughs> word <laughs> uh, yeah uh, what about you right so i think same with me last things are slowly getting back into the whole schedule you know school might be starting again soon it's still a question whether i'll need to head back to campus or not so i don't know if i'll be back in kl anytime soon but if not slowly things it's a huge transition going from no pandemic to a pandemic and then now trying to find this balance between 
the whole social distancing whilst also getting back on the groove of at school and all of that um they might want to conduct online classes which is something i'm not for uh mm. it's not as effective for me as it is for some of you all out there um but i think other than that on a personal level so i think it's been getting busy i, I mean i don't know if you the listeners know but i started writing articles so that's been keeping me occupied as well it's been going well actually i'm surprised people actually find the articles interesting yeah, you should go and check out his articles uh, do you have a, do you have a website like a short website yeah um you can i i did check it on my link in my instagram bio at even syndrome um or you can also just search it up on medium.com medium is a platform uh that allows writers small scale writers like us publish their work mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool actually um it gives you insight on and also the kind of reach a global reach that you wouldn't expect. Nice. Yeah, please by all means go check him out. <laughs> um the, you and I wanted to talk on this episode with regards to the kind of current struggles that um you and I are both facing. Yeah. And as well as uh, a small impression of what we think everybody else is facing and what is happening around us. So, I wanted to talk about uh, how ever since I finished my degree, I've been on the on the on the search for a job. Yeah. Right. So it's been that grind for me going on the job hunt, sending out resumes, applications everywhere. I can safely say I've sent out about <laughs> I can't even count like 300, 400, 500 job applications and it's not been easy, you know. Um companies are letting go of their workers because they can't afford the the cost due to due to the, the repercussions of the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, they have had no choice but to let go of a lot of uh, their employees, yeah. which makes it harder for people like me who are in the search for a job. to look for anything like that like i am uh, at the moment i'm opting for an int for an internship and it seems like it's a it's benefiting me in the sense that i'm getting experience and also because i don't really have any other choice because no other companies are hiring long term employees yeah so that has been more or less my experience with uh, with this pandemic and how it's been affecting my own life yeah <laughs> what about you i think yeah i mean you give like a pretty good insight and especially what it's like for newly grads trying to um you know start their career and all of that and the struggle that comes with it i think i'm i'm still a student uh, i still have like two more years of school to go so for me uh, i'm going to my second year coming september so what happens is that um there's a lot of transition that's going on between the universities and especially the with the alliance with the uk because the uk doesn't want to conduct any face to face classes so there's been a lot of debate in that sense but me um i'm not in kl so i'm sort of stuck in the in between of the school one point telling hey please come back and the other telling um no don't come back so uh, if you're like me and you study away from home it's a question of when should i book my accommodation when should i move my things what's going to happen and all of that things and apart from that the summer break as well most people i mean most of my peers take advantage of it with finding internships and all of that but for me summer has always been the only time where all of us come together to spend time with each other because we all are so far away from each other during semester years and all of that right so it was a big bummer i i it, to me it was a bummer because coming back home and all of us were like in the 20 km proximity to each other but we only saw each other like 3 months after all of us came back mm-hmm. um but i it is what it is and i think as much as it was a struggle i think was, we learned so much more of how quickly the world can change as well and especially on me like so many priorities has been reorganized with the cause of a pandemic learning <laughs> learning how to cope with the sense of uncertainty that has 
certainly been a lesson for us over the past few months because we really don't know when um when things are going to get better for us when are we going to be able to move into our dorms yeah. uh find jobs like um you you were telling me one of your experiences uh, with regards to your your own university and your university dorm right okay yeah so thing, my right? accommodation right so during uh my semester before i left before the mco started what happened was the campus had a high risk of con- of contracting the virus like especially with a lot of students coming in from other countries and all so they were strongly advising that everybody went back and there were even rumors that there have been cases on campus and all of that so pretty much the university was like if you can go home please do go home and also that time there were rumors about the mco starting mm-hmm. so what happened was the university was just like if you can go home please go don't worry about anything else so i pretty much locked my room door and i came back to penang and i haven't been back since march and so my room i i my room needs to be checked out and i haven't checked out and it's been overdue and all of a sudden the university is trying to figure all of that out and you know it the complications that come with it you know because half of the time they're trying to charge you a fee for keeping your things in the room and and all of those weird added costs oh, that's insane yeah it's it's funny because to us it's a whole global emergency and at the same time you see um i mean i don't mean to trash talk the university here but you see sort of this exploitations trying to make money out of this and i understand that they're trying to make up for the losses that they would have faced because of the pandemic but at the same time it's a bit uh what's the word here uh, insensitive to to not consider all of the struggles that we all face together you know you know it's funny right when yeah. it comes to this kinds of educational institutions right like you take us to university it's not like they give you a discount on your yeah, on exactly. fees yeah they are still making the same amount of money with regards to your fees it's not like they have had no choice but to cut out certain costs or anything like that yeah, exactly know? yeah even for my current academic year even if it's meant to be online it's not as if they made a cut on the tuition fees and it's a lot of money so that's a big question mark right why aren't you considering all of these alternatives because if you're making us sit in our classes online using our internet and our hardware then it only seems fair that the fees get cut as well right i think it's a little bit unfair and insensitive to the students with, uh, i mean If you think about it, the kind of struggles that a student will go through depending on where you're from you will still go through some amount of struggle with regards to moving back and forth for example for you it's not easy to move back and forth KL like it's a yeah. one day trip you know it's not easy exactly and oh i have something else to add i was speaking to one of our friends and she told us that i mean she's a medical student and something interesting is that they have decided to conduct the classes online and it's a second year so their subjects like anatomy and all of that and they're planning to conduct those classes through a online class basis where in actual reality they would actually have to be performing these kind of practicals uh face to face and even on uh, corpses and all of that so it's a question of like if you actually think that this is a viable option then the quality of the degree is questioned right because the student never got to practice any of the things that they are learning is just like us going i mean i don't mean to be crude here but it's just like us going online reading watching a youtube tutorial and then going and trying to figure that out face to face right i think we lose once you pay for a for a course in a university you expect to be able to get the hands on experience when it comes to learning something or else why am i paying you the money exactly. i can be learning it off the internet and just uh, getting a free license or a cheap license exactly. without the actual practical experience and the weightage that it's actually a whole medical degree something that involves people some day yeah some day actually having to operate on a live human being yeah. <laughs> i think it is uh, it is in these kinds of situations where you can truly evaluate the the how 
how how strong I'm, I'm looking for the right word well prepped yeah like how how good is one company at um adapting to an emergency right? exactly you i mean it's so evident that most of the companies and even the universities here have not prepped for in a case of emergency or certain protocol that they have already aligned prior so i guess they are also trying to work in the flow figuring things out as they go you know it's i, I guess we have to also try to understand that there is uncertainty not just on our side but also on theirs which makes it all the more difficult because when it comes to our to our own situations it it means that we really truly don't know what's going to happen next yeah. whether even they don't know what's going to happen next yeah. they one person one party from your school can say oh we want to start online uh, start classes face to face but something some other bigger body might say no stay online yeah and you are just in in between not really knowing what to do you may not totally be comfortable with uh, online classes yeah. things like that exactly and there's even a small uh, share of students who are not comfortable with going back to campus and just practicing face to face yet because of the risk of the virus just kicking back up again you know and all of these things sometimes when you see like i mean I ca- we can be blunt here right yeah. we can see universities like taylor and sunway and all calling back their students to campus and all of that and we spoke about this in the car so how it's almost it only seemed like because um, they some courses require using labs and practicals to in order to save them the trouble of cutting down the cost you just call back the students and do it despite the pandemic Yeah, it's, it's because you simply don't want to cut the cost for the 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 resource fees. Yeah. You know, because that's by right you should cut up that 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 cost in the fees. Yeah. Because the students are no longer paying for that. They are doing their classes online and they should get a discount with regards to resource fees. You're not utilizing any of the university's resources if yeah. it comes to libraries or the or the labs. Yeah. So the 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 way that the unis find a way so as to not make this uh, cost reduction is by forcing the students to come back for face to face classes and by also giving you the option by saying oh it's okay if you don't want to come it's your choice but yeah. we're going to charge you the same then it fee. makes it seem on as if it was on the student where if he didn't take the risk to go out he he's him who's losing out but at the same time the uni hasn't considered the possibilities of what would be the best possible option for all of us at this point of time this is where educational institutes show their true colors as corporates yeah. and not educational <laughs> exactly hello private <laughs> universities <laughs> we're asking you this we are we are all for we are all for uh, equality and we want the mutual benefits for everyone and we get that you know you have to make your profits too yeah. but you have to certainly be fair to the students who are paying their money and who are struggling to pay the fees to get proper education exactly you know money isn't growing on trees like that's the literal cause and the fact that I mean even you as a fresh grad you're starting to see the struggles of having to find a job and even more people who have jobs losing theirs so imagine being a dad who has two children who were about to enroll in a university and there you go you know having to suddenly come up with th- tens of thousands of dollars to pay on fees is almost as if <laughs> makes me question shouldn't there be a government intervention in times like this isn't that what the government is for to yeah. help the people ease I, the tension i'm actually surprised there wasn't any policies i think we even spoke about this yeah. there wasn't any policies with regards to these things and yeah is like for example like you said right like it's hard enough for uh, for a person to cope with the lockdown such you might even for a person who may have been working two jobs now they may not have the access to the job yeah. therefore they have lost the stream of of, of income and now they have to they have to put in more money more cost to deal with the pandemic yeah. you know to get to to deal with safety with health and all of that i mean yeah one simple article that we read about the cost of just buying masks 
like most masks here are not reusable and all of that and just adding those costs to some families they are a huge burden considering all of those factors right but um, i would like to just touch on the government a bit you know like yes kudos to malaysia for controlling and handling the pandemic really well but at the same time i feel like there's a lot of things they're lacking when it comes to the financial aspect of the of the management you know you see them subsidizing um us with 50 ringgits in our e wallet that we ended up I, most of us end up spending on food or clothes and all of that because that's what e wallet spending is limited to yeah and at the same time uh, you it sort of it distracts you from the big, bigger picture of the actual struggles that actually are going to come things like having to pay full tuition fees things like actually parents losing their jobs where are they going to fill in those gaps you know where are they going to step up there again because we lack the government to protect us at times like this and there they you were, go <laughs> they were giving out certain uh certain uh, i don't know what it's called but uh, bursaries right i i for 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 like uh, they call bujang what's bujang in english bachelors yeah and uh, for working for for certain age uh, age categories and they were, they were giving out like 500 ringgit 800 ringgit to a few thousands yeah but they have to understand that that is not enough Yeah it is certainly not enough for you to deal with a pandemic for a matter of a few months and we still don't know how long it's going to last exactly and just giving out money and not actually focusing on certain particular certain specific aspects like education yeah it's not going to help a lot of people but we're not saying that you're not helping at all but there are still those still things that you should look into yeah when you look at the spectrum of what could be done and what they are lacking on then it's a question you know it's not disregarding the efforts now but it's looking at the further efforts that could have been done if it was a better managed country unfortunately i'm sorry <laughs> i mean even up to now i haven't actually gotten myself a proper reusable mask i've been using the the one time one use time masks yeah. and i've I don't know how many packets of those masks i have in my house right now like you know see masks everywhere yeah exactly. because every time you go out you take out a new one every time you go out you take a new one and that's how it goes as all the cost is going there yeah. and you don't actually realize you don't even realize Yeah you mm-hmm. don't even realize these things because they sort of just market and yes the government did I think they set the price point right that you can't charge after above yeah. a certain point and all that but still one ringgit two ringgit really adds up because if you are somebody who has to go out frequently and all of that and you know reusable masks are unless they are one very specific kind they're not as effective like i mean even some masks are like cloth and mm-hmm. i recently found out that cloth mask only supports like 15% filtration when the standard is supposed to be 97 or 95 so <laughs> that is actually insane yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, this is something that i've been thinking about recently because i'm about to enter the work uh, the the workplace environment and whether or not i'll be i'll have to wear a mask uh, throughout the 7 to 8 hours that i'll be in the yeah. workplace and thinking how it's going to be a major inconvenience how are you supposed to concentrate on your work and all of that uh, whilst wearing a mask Yeah, and uh, will you get a, a hygienic environment? Whether or not there are certain protocols, are you even allowed to be like? Are you as an intern? Are you allowed to be in a workspace with other people for that amount of time? Exactly, because people are going to be coming and going, coming and going, and you're going to be going to the workspace and going back home. So I don't really know what the policies are, but I've I've kind of been curious about this uh, how it's going to be for me. Yeah, because even the companies are very heavily reliant on the government's uh, protocols. Yeah, you know, when it comes to these things. and i don't know what their protocols i haven't really looked into it yeah you have do you have any idea i i mean i have some idea and like some of them involve i mean i'm just basing this off what apa tells me and most of it is just like you have to sit one seat apart and there are certain zones especially like when it comes to the photocopying machines only one person can be there at a certain time things like that 
but there aren't actually a proper set of protocols i know the lrt is working but i haven't had the experience of knowing what it's like being on the lrt whether you're supposed to sit away you know because we all remember how teen sardine the lrt actually is mm-hmm. so and if it's not teen sardine on the inside it's teen sardine on the outside waiting for the trains to show yes. up so <laughs> trying to figure out how to control chaos central <laughs> amid the pandemic um yeah if anybody of y'all are using the trains uh, please reach out to us i'm curious actually it's going to be a challenge it's going to be one hell of a challenge yeah are we supposed to deal with the number of people using your your yeah transportation but at the there. same time right do you think that it puts a whole new perspective on things things like how um usually grab drivers and and food panda riders were initially like jobs that were frowned upon and like you know people don't think much of them and all of a sudden now food panda and and you know courier services and all are, are respected as the frontliners who are putting themselves out at the risk of contracting the virus itself and yeah. all of that so it really gains perspective and i respected that because a lot of people started opening their eyes and seeing the real picture you know because there are some people who aren't just who aren't willing to do to go to that effort and the people who are being now being respected for it you know i think good thing is a shift in a shift in perspective yeah yeah and it's good that they also set policies for for, for grab for grab drivers and all that i think you only allowed one customer per yeah. or something i don't know whether now that's still lines. applicable but at one point yes there were only one right yeah. or like if you're from the same home or something along those lines like yeah like right now uh, pinang went from a green zone to a yellow zone because there were certain cases uh one in jawi yeah one in jawi. jawi yeah and i don't know where the others are uh, there was some way in bukit metajam as well yeah like there was, i i if i'm right there was a case actually from our high school really yeah one of our one of the girls from the form 6 went to kada and then contracted the virus from the cluster there oh and gosh yeah <laughs> there were i found my second today's updates was four new cases today or today or yesterday i'm not sure Yeah, it's a bit scary because four can turn forty real quick. Yeah, we were zero. You know, yeah. we were actually zero new cases. We were we were straight up green zone, and we were given a bit more liberty in moving around. And it's clear now how it can be very easily uh, misused. Exactly, because the cases like the Sivakanga case. Yeah, how he was supposed to be in his house on his own. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, self quarantine. Self quarantine, right? Yeah. And he broke that protocol. Yeah, and I recently I don't know if it's actual factual or not. But I found out that he, it seems he even went to the Spice Arena for like an Indian convention or something, and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> you just caught yourself." It's it's painful to see because a lot of people, majority of us, are putting in the effort to stay safe and stay healthy, and then there are just these few bad apples that like completely destroy all that effort. Yeah, mm-hmm. it renders it useless, and now it's back. It's slow. It's starting to spread, and that's what we're trying to prevent. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. Amid that, right? Do you realize that another struggle is the fear of committing a crime when you don't wear a mask, or the fear of being fined for all of these <laughs> things? That's a whole new thing for me. Like, I get very intimidated when we see the cops coming around. I'm wearing a mask and everything, but like, you're still, still afraid. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, is he going to question? Like, like normal, like normal, yeah. like normal. <laughs> yeah. Am I using the right mask? I mean, already Indian somehow now. <laughs> 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 I mean uh, the way I look at it you know it's uh, it's a constant reminder for me to keep my mask on yeah uh, to stay to stay as to stay as safe as possible because we hang out with our group of friends and we make sure we keep each other uh, what's the word uh, in check in check we're, right we're wearing the mask and we're wearing our mask you know and I think that's that's a good thing you know? yeah <laughs> 
it's of course like, you you will face a bit of the, the intimidation yeah, yeah. yeah. So we just saw a, a police car drive by we were like oh i don't like normal yeah. we were we weren't doing anything we were like, walking for real we were in purposing drive and then we saw the cop car i turned around to adjust my mask and the damn strap <laughs> broke and i was like oh shit so, <laughs> so i was like trying to quickly tie it up and, and put it back on before anybody saw me without the mask oh my god really scary you know like i don't have a thousand <laughs> bucks to just pass <laughs> and it's not like you know cops are reasonable these days especially yeah. you know with our race and being straight up here yeah if you're indian they're not going to be reasonable with you they'll find any excuse and it's they'll target our age demographic yeah like we have had enough of that experience i mean no? uh, the peace sticker is there but it's too dark that i can't see it what the hell kind of reasons all we've gotten caught for but jesus christ it's it's insane la i we i will want to branch out on that la on another on another episode in detail <laughs> kind of things we go through yeah. i mean it's very tri- i mean maybe for us we had it not as hard as some but still you know it's 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 unnecessary and it should be brought up i think it's important because it has to do with uh with discrimination and yeah. racism right yeah. and we can uh, we can bring up people who have their own stories and if you have your own story and uh, if if you're listening to us right now tell us your stories we'd love to have we'd have to we'd love to feature them on this podcast because we're trying to bring out the voice of the people yeah. we want we want to fight for equality exactly really. and i mean probably we didn't give you all enough context on episode 8 but that was what the whole new segment was about it was hearing the voices of our friends and families and you know it's about hearing the voices of our peers and their opinions and 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 our perspective on things their stories you yeah. know the the first step towards making any shift in uh, in the world at all at all is to to raise awareness exactly and the only way to raise awareness is is if by talking out to share your voice yeah and that's what we are trying to do yes <laughs> and uh with that since we're reaching the end of our episode yeah. you know, how are you feeling about this i'm episode? feeling good i'm feeling good i feel like the kind of struggles that we go through amid a pandemic has been a lot and has been very new for all of us as well for me and for our listeners out there for you as well but i think what's the I think best thing that we can do is keep ourselves informed with everything that's going on and just be prepared you know like like prepare yourself for um the worst or the best and try to keep yourself adapt adaptive to all of the new things because uh, i mean it's the one thing the pandemic has taught us is that anything everything is uncertain yeah you know yeah. so and you know what i think i would like to have an episode where you give us a, a kind of guide how to be financially uh, ready for any emergency yeah you know like oh my god i would uh, love to yeah it's a urban special we have a special episode just for that <laughs> yeah. oh guys anyway, thank you so much thanks guys for listening to us up to this point we hope to see you in the next episode okay yeah till tomorrow guys cheers, cheers.